Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Show of hands, please. Who went to church yesterday? Who went to any house of worship within the last week? I did not. I've been on a roll recently, though, with my attendance. I did not yesterday. I was out of town. That's my excuse. I'm sure my my guest will say, well, wherever you were, surely there were churches. But I woke up yesterday in Atlantic City, New Jersey, you know, sin capital of the world. I don't think there are any churches there. I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, Jim Davis is the teaching uh, pastor at the Orlando Grace Church, who, along with Michael Graham, has just co-authored The Great Dechurching. Who's leaving? Why are they going, and what will it take to bring them back? And he joins me now. Pastor, thank you so much for being here. 
Thank you for having me, and I'm sure we can find you a church in Atlantic City somewhere. I don't know. I don't know, Pastor. I don't know. Uh, so the, the, thesis is, the thesis is that we are currently experiencing the largest and fastest religious shift in U.S. history, with 40 million adult Americans having left the church, with most of that occurring in the last 25 years. Before we go forward, talk to me about the approach. What was the data set? on which you were relying? Yeah, that's a great question. We, Mike Graham and I are pastors, and we, we minister in Orlando, Florida, and it was clear that the majority of the people that we were interacting with used to go to church and no longer do. And so we, we began to look for good research. We have a podcast that this was, before it was going to be a book, it was a podcast, but we're not academics. We're not sociologists. So we commissioned Ryan Burge and Paul Jupe, who are sociologists, to do this, uh, this nationwide academically peer-reviewed uh, study. And so there were three phases to the study. There are about 7,000 participants in all three phases with over 600 data points. And it's a nationwide survey. I know Orlando is important because of the I-4 quarter and picking presidents. I just wanted to make sure that the audience understood this is data from all over the country. It's national. It's national. Our desire to do it was based out of our context, but it is national research. And, and what, when we speak of being de-churched, what does that mean as you're using it? We define de-churched as somebody who used to go to church at least, or really any house of worship, phase one isn't limited to Christianity, although that's the majority of the context, um, who used to go to a house of worship at least once a month and now goes less than once per year, essentially not at all. Wow. And when we and I, I get that, you know, the the majority of the country remains Christian. Consequently, that's going to be weighted appropriately in your data. But do the trends that you see among Christians hold up for people who are Jewish or Muslim or Muslim? Is it across the board? It's across the board. There hmm. were some groups that we did not have a large enough data set to say for certain. Um, Hindus were an example of that. But we have I mean, our data covers Jew, Jewish religion, I mean, Judaism, Judaism Muslim, yeah. uh, even Mormon Jehovah's Witness. Got it. Okay. John Lennon now, uh, once. Yeah, sorry. John Lennon once uh, said, life, life is what happens to you when you're busy making other plans. I, I just, I love that line. I think it's accurate. Yeah. What does it have to do with your work? Well, here's my question Do these folks make a conscious decision? that they are no longer going to church or their house of worship? Or did, did life just get in the way? That is a great question. Some did and some did not. The majority of the people who have de-churched, these 40 million people, they did not set out planning on doing it. A lot of them moved to a new city. They, uh, life got busy. They didn't plug in. Uh, some of them, life circumstances changed. Kids got busy with travel sports. And then you have COVID. And people, depending on the state that they lived in, didn't go to church from between three and 18 months, developed new rhythms and did not come back. So we call those people the casually de-churched. Right. Well, I guess that's good news for you, right? Because you, you, you want them to come back. And so if they didn't make a conscious decision, then they're out there to be had if you can reach them. Yeah, we developed five different profiles of de-church based on machine learning. So we, we didn't comb the data ourselves. We used machine learning to do it. And there were five very clear profiles. Some of them are done and never coming back, according to them. 
a large portion of the church mainstream evangelicals, they virtually all of them believe they not they're not only willing to come back, but they believe they will come back. And their orthodoxy scores are still higher than the average churchgoer. So all the indications are that they are still Christians. <clears throat> they're just not going to church. So of the of the five profiles, give me the one that's greatest in number. The largest would be the cultural Christians and deep, well, and deep mainstream de-churched evangelicals. And why, okay, why have they not come back, at least yet? So the, the, the most hopeful group is the mainstream de-churched evangelicals. <clears throat> they believe they will come back. I, I haven't gone to the gym in about two months. I believe I'm going to go back, but w- right. will I? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. their intentions are good. Will they? We don't know. But the, the, the generational aspect to this is interesting because the children of those who are de-churched are largely unchurched. And so you have a lot of parents who don't go to church, but then they're upset when their parents, you know, they're sad when their children don't carry on the faith, but that's kind of what they were raised in. This is Jim Davis. He's the teaching pastor at the Orlando Grace Church, co-author of the book called The Great De-Churching. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off.
NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. This is Jim Davis. He's the teaching pastor at the Orlando Grace Church, co-author of the book called The Great de-churching. Who's leaving? Why are they going? And what will it take to bring them back? You were making a point, Pastor, before I cut you off. Yeah, there's another group that that probably they were never Christian to begin with. And now with what they, society as such, and in many ways, going back to the 90s and the beginning of this, that, that there's freedom to not be something that you're really not. And so you see this group of cultural Christians, they grew up in church, but their orthodoxy scores are very low, uh, and they're not very inclined to come back. Is, is this what we would call the C&E crowd? Oh, oh, Christmas and Easter, yes, yeah. yes, right? that would be exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, were never, they, were never, they were never down for the full program to begin with, is your point? Right, right. Yeah, but I'm I'm in that category. But I got I got to tell you, Pastor, I'm I'm often in that category. I think I think there are many of us who just don't have it figured out, but you know, are coming back because we're we're trying. Well, and and a lot of people would say that what we're seeing is more of a purification of what really is. Even the the mainstream teachers, evangelicals, would be a unique set, but there there might be a purifying of what really what Christian America really looks like today. Okay, so let me ask you this. Those who have, again, we're talking about your thesis, we are, as a society, experiencing the largest and fastest religious shift in U.S. history. Forty million adult, adult Americans have left the church, with most of that occurring in the last 25 years. Has their faith been diminished, or are they still believers, but they're just not going to church? Well, again, it, de- it depends on which category these de-churched people are in. Some groups seem like they're, they have faith. It seems like they will come back. Uh, other groups are absolutely done and communicating no intention on coming back whatsoever. And so what we wanted to do is learn about these different groups. Again, I'm coming at it from a pastoral, from a Christian pastor perspective. We want right. to know how to engage them more fruitfully. Under, understood. Have folks who have left the church, loosely described, replaced what level of, I'm trying to think of how to ask this, whatever spirituality they were receiving from the church, have they replaced it with some other form, religious or otherwise? Like, where are they getting their moral yeah. sustenance? So this is a really interesting question. Um, so de-churching in the 90s was largely on the secular left. Dechurching in more recent times is largely on the secular right. Oh. Uh, dechurching on the secular right is two times, almost two times the rate of secular left, almost fully catching up with what hmm. has happened in the, in the 90s and early 2000s. And I think what's going on uh, on the secular right when national anxiety grows, so does tribalism. So you have many right wing, largely white people, and they have fear in their lives right now around issues of security, power what the dominant culture of the day is going to be, and birds of a feather flock together. So as uh, people began to identify, say, with the MAGA movement, 
they began often to look around in church and see more solidarity outside of church with the MAGA crew than they saw inside of church. So I do feel like they're finding church-like comforts of uh, community and mission in the secular right that, yeah, that are church-like. Well, how does that compare to those who left on the left years ago? Um, you know, the de-churching on the left in the 90s was largely from the mainline church and from the Roman Catholic Church. That's where it really began. And right. you would see, you know, what those streams of churches do well is they engage the community well. They serve the poor well. And you would, I, I, I'm getting into speculation at this point, but it does seem like you can see uh, ways that they found those same things in other organizations and institutions that maybe focused on that one thing better without having to have the Christian part of it. We're not going to give it all away for free. We want people to take a look at your book. It's called The Great De-Churching. But give me the short version of can you get them back and what will it take? Well, of course, from a Christian perspective, you know, as a pastor, I believe that the Holy Spirit has to do something. You know, And if you're a Christian, you're not going to walk away. God saves us. He keeps us saved. Um, having given those caveats, I do think there are ways that we can apply wisdom in the way that we engage with people. I think a lot of what we had in the 20th century was about what's true. Truth. You know, if you look at a lot of the apologetic material, the writings, it's about what's true. You can trust the historicity of the Bible. And I believe the Bible is true, but it, some of that came at the expense of what is good and beautiful also. And so I think our uh, task today is to engage people with uh, a curiosity of their story, uh, with relational wisdom. And, and you know, in the words of Tim Keller, he says, uh, uh, contextualization is knowing the plot lines of the people you're engaging with and how all those plot lines find their best ending in Jesus. Can I, so can I, I hit, can I hit you with yeah. a contrarian uh, possibility, Pastor? Absolutely. I, 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 okay, so I say to myself, well, what has changed in the last 25 years? If if we are indeed in the, the midst of the largest and fastest religious shift, and I believe the data, I think this is going on. And then I say to myself, well, why is it going on? Well, what else has dominated the last 25 years? To me, it's the Internet. I mean, that's been the single greatest change in our lives in the last 25 years. What could be the connection between the two? Are people going online, looking for truth, becoming more critically thinking and therefore disbelieving in the literal truth of religion? Could that be it? So I don't I don't think that's contrary at all. We engage that. So the, the three big things that happened in the 1990s that is that created a lot the de-churching process that we're in, is in full force now. One is the internet, because in 1994, you had your first internet cafes, internets were in schools, and people can comfortably engage viewpoints that are uh, n not necessarily socially accepted by their family and friends. That was a big deal. The fall of the Soviet Union was a, was a really big one as well, because t before the fall of the Soviet Union, to be American was to be Christian. I mean, I can remember as a kid, if somebody said they weren't Christian, the next question sometimes was, well, are you a communist? <laughs> and you know, it was the Cold War under the right. Eisenhower administration when we right. got in God we trust under God as Cold War propaganda. So that created an environment, too, where you, after the fall of the Cold War, you could be an American and not a Christian. 
And then certainly the third thing, I think, is the political polarization, the far right wing, um, the, you know, a lot of the Pat Robertson, Jerry Falwell, people felt like, well, if that's Christianity, then then that's not me. Yeah, I don't I got I to think about the third. I mean, the politics are what most interest me. And I, I we, we haven't said his name, but I I before you leave me, I should bring up Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. You know, to quote unquote, two Corinthians. What what, if any right. influence has he had on this? I think he's had a lot of influence. Um, I, I, you know, sociologists are now and, and you know, academics are looking at this. And at this point, um, I don't know that the data can say for certain, but I think he has created um, a place to go for people who have real fears about what is going on in the country, kind of the, the things that I've talked about a little bit already. And people are finding um, security and community in that where I, I would say, you know, I know how the story ends. We have we understand uh, that our ultimate hope and security and comfort is not going to be in politics, even though I'm a politically minded person. Uh, it is in Jesus. Okay, in other words, some some of the comforts that some among us were previously getting from church, they are now getting from being associated with that political movement. I think so. Hmm, interesting. Well, you can tell I find this whole subject quite provocative, and I wish you good things with your book. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. Okay, Pastor. Pastor Jim Davis, ladies and gentlemen, the book is called The Great De-Churching. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.